You're listening to Sarah Hagen backstage with interviews and insights from years inside the music industry. Join Sarah as she talks with masters of their crafts, finding out what makes them tick both inside and outside of the music business. Welcome to Sarah Hagen backstage. My guest today, Kent Slucher, is best known as the drummer with country superstar Luke Bryan. He also has a home studio, and during the pandemic, he created the rock and roll supergroup Quarantine with Chris Jericho. I'm going to talk to Kent about all of these things today, including a host of other topics. So come along with me as I catch up with Kent Slucher. Kent, welcome to the podcast. Hello, it's been a while. It's been so, so long, like forever long. I know. It's like weird seeing you. It's like you're really there. I'm real. I'm real. See, I punch myself. I'm real. (laughs) It's it is awesome to see you though. And you're in your studio space, which looks super cool. That's I can't I take what she'd kill me because right down there at the bottom, my the tapestries kind of come apart. So but that's all my wife. She's like, listen, if you're gonna be doing videos and putting content up from time to time, you need a better background. So that's all her. She. Uh, I love it. She's she has that like yeah. touch for sure with yeah. decorating and everything. Yeah, and she so. gets on me for the gap. See the gap between the wall and the. I put the RLX <laughs> up and she gets on to me about all that stuff. But you know, it's like it sounds okay up here. So that's the main thing. But that's the most important part, and but, it looks super cool too. And no one, no I like one would it. notice that. So. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank, you. thank you. She would be yes. appreciative of that. So. And you know what? It's really important because, you know, it throughout this whole time with the pandemic and quarantine and being at home and all of that, it's amazing to have a space like that to keep doing work. It's the best. Uh, I was literally yesterday, I'm a big government mule fan and they did a whole YouTube thing on, they called it lockdown. And they were talking about, Warren Haynes was talking about how he used this time as most musicians do or artists in any form, painters or what have you, they mm-hmm. use that time to, you know, once they got their head wrapped around, we're not going to be able to play music or do what we love for a while. Let's just focus, refocus our attention on writing new stuff or recording or whatever. So it was really cool to watch that and notice everybody's headspace was the same, you know. Yeah, but, it's been a, it's been a common theme of these yeah. conversations that I've been having is, you know, either if you already had a studio space, you're a little bit ahead of the game. And then if you didn't, yeah, yeah. so many people are installing them, which is a really great thing for all the audio companies oh, and, you know, sound wonderful. design companies and all of that soundproofing. And it's wonderful. And I really like staying busy too. So I'm always, even when I'm off the road, I'm like, I love being home with the family and that's what I do. But so the good thing is I can literally come upstairs record drums and go mm-hmm. back downstairs and be with the family at the same time, you know? So it's, it's a beautiful thing. I don't have to leave the house and I can come up here and, you know, you invest yeah. a little money in it and, and, and you make money off of it. So it pays for itself. You know, so absolutely. That's so, out. that's so great. And yeah. similarly, I never imagined being home for this long either. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you're a workhorse. You, you've always worked really hard and on, on the go. So I'm sure it was an adjustment for you as yeah. well. Yeah, but similarly, so. it's really it is a nice shift, I think, in in um you know that whole work life balance, which Absolutely. a lot of us don't really have a balance. We yeah. <laughs> we just work, 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 and you know life is our work. And yeah. um, so this is it's been a good change, I think, for for me personally, and for a lot of people that I've talked to, um, yeah. just realizing how important that is, and then also like being home a little bit more to 
to see the family grow and yeah i mean well it was, you know I, I i got to thinking about it my daughter i was i was gone the first half of her life and i was actually home almost two years with my son getting to see him change and and, and grow and talk mm -hmm. more and, and just become his own little person you know and it's it's been great so i, I definitely try to grab a hold of that and cherish those moments when I'm gone Absolutely. and go, you know what? I got to be home for a year and a half and still get to do what I love to do and, and, and uh, provide for my family, which is a unheard of to be off work and still be able to provide. So it was a, it was a win-win for me. It definitely helped, you know, in the beginning, I, of course I was sad and I, you know, I was, I would get depressed at times and mm -hmm. I would feel, I would feel like part of me was missing, but yeah. Kind of after a while, I learned to embrace it and kind of refocus on things and become, hopefully, become a better player, musician overall. You know, I kind of focused on that more. So, as well as the family was not first always, but uh, I would I would pick my spots and come upstairs and record and play. And if people send tracks, uh, I, I'm more than glad to do it because it takes an hour hour or two of my day, and I get to go down back downstairs be with my family. So. For Great. sure. And and let's talk about that too. Four on the floor recording. Yes. Is, is what it's called. And yeah. if someone wants a track, how do they find you? The easiest thing, I've I've gotten a lot of work out of Facebook, believe it or not. Um, and I and I hate being, you know, going, hey guys, I'm available for tracks, but and I'm not doing it to try to oversaturate anything or but I just do it because I truly enjoy doing it. Yeah. And I know, of and I know it's and I know it's a I'm a small fish in a very big pond. There's a lot of guys you can reach out to. And I mean, you can reach out to Ray Luzier probably, and he would cut a track for you. You know what I mean? So but that's to get any, yeah, to get any work at all is, is a blessing. So yeah, I just, you reach out on Facebook or even Instagram. I just did a thing on Instagram cause I'm, um, yeah. And just send me a message. And then I, we, we start the rapport there and just kind of, okay, well give me your email and, and or give me your number and I'll text you. And you know, you fill it out and, and see if it's worth it, you know, mm -hmm. on both ends, you know, financially or what have you, and just kind of go from there. So I've got a lot of work from the Facebook and the, and the whole thing, the Facebook, the Facebook, the yeah. Facebook <laughs> the I, I sound my age, right? The Facebook, right? Now. <laughs> we, we've talked about this before with social media and, and getting used to all the new platforms that pop up. And, you know, so they're, it's just, it's necessary to be on these platforms and to, to maintain them. And all of that. And I always wonder like what the newest thing is. I don't know. Where do you go from here? I mean, what do you do? I mean, how do you, yeah. Where, how can you be more, more I mean, on te technology is nuts. We were just, what was I? I was in LA or something and I saw a robot going down the road and I'm like, what is that thing doing? And I asked one of the guys with us, we were walking. I was like, what is that? He goes, oh yeah, it's delivering somebody's food. Wow. Yeah. I, it's, it's, I, I, and I've, seen one before i forget whose instagram it was it was one of the bands and he opened up his hotel door and there was a robot it opens up this little thing and you press the screen and it's it's the weirdest thing it's i crazy. do i, I thought I it was personally on like, get, like super creeped out i like technology don't get me wrong yeah it's necessary it's great but the the rate at which things that were, are advancing and and was, you know was, i don't I know it, like it was, i was like i'm literally i was like am i on the jetsons right now is this is like <laughs> What is that? It's like right? it's, uh, that's what it, uh, that's what it was doing. It was yeah. food. 
So, and that's what it feels like too, because like great. when we were kids and we would watch shows like the Jetsons and you would see, like would like push a button and then the food right. would come, come out or <laughs> like everything was so automated. And now it's, I mean, our friends of mine um, recently purchased a, a shower um, unit that looked like something from the future. And I thought, oh my gosh. And that's what popped in my head was the Jetsons. Like, yeah. See? yeah so it wasn't just me. So, yeah. That's the first thing I popped. I'm like, what was the what was the maid's name on the Jetsons? I can't remember, but that's what I thought of when I saw this. I was like, "Yeah, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen," and I was unaware of this. So, I can't know. remember either. That's going to drive me crazy. We'll think of it uh, though. Anyway, in, yes. in, the, in the comments, in the comments, uh, people leave comments for this thing, please. What what is her name? What not that I not that I won't Google it in a minute and find out who it is. I know. We need to Google. Yeah. Um, no, that's so funny though. I do think things have come so far in such a short amount of time and it's like what is next like you know we watch shows like that and we didn't really think that that would happen you know like oh that's mm. super cool but it's so futuristic and i it's feel like crazy. the future is now you know people are launching themselves into space and um it's in it's it's crazy yeah it's it's, it's nuts it's you know like you know like you said you know years ago you're thinking just Will this happen? And it's happening, you know. So yeah, we're we're in the middle of it. There's the it is happening. Like if you have enough money, you can go and yeah. launch into space. It's 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 endless. It's mm -hmm. it's endless what you can do. So yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll go to space. Maybe you could do a podcast from space. One day. <laughs> I mean, I've always wanted to be an astronaut. So maybe. Well, there you go. There you go. Maybe it's my time. I just need like a few hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I have an American Express with at least fifty dollars on it. You can use. <laughs> we'll have to raise some funds for that. Yeah, that's right. We'll start up. Yeah, so funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, so speaking of recording and all of that at home, um, you also did something else during this quarantine. Yes, literally. That is new. Called. I did. Quarantine. That is right. Yes. Okay. That's the wildest thing that's probably happened in a while. It was so organic the way it happened. So, a friend of mine, a guy named Joe McGinnis, who lives up in your area, he's up in New York, out, out mm -hmm. in the country, New York somewhere. Um, he and I are huge Kiss fans. We're, you know, I'm a Kiss fan in general, but 80s non makeup era Kiss, 90s, early 90s is, I'm a huge fan of because that stuff mm -hmm. kind of flies under the radar. So, and it's more of the shreddy, fast, double kick stuff. So I was like, man, why don't you and I get together and let's, we had been tossing around for a couple of years. Like, let's, let's just you and me do some, do some kiss songs and put them up on YouTube. Ha ha. We'll have fun with it just for fun. So I uh, became friends with Chris Jericho uh, several years ago and, and he's a big kiss fan as well. Mm -hmm. So we, we have this text thread where we just send random kiss trivia back or just silly <laughs> memes or whatever, you know, and, one day, Joe and I uh, decided we were going to cut a song called No, 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 uh, which came off Kiss's Crazy Nights record. And then, so we're, we're, we're playing it, and I play the intro, which is a big double bass thing. And I cut the drums, and I sent it to Jericho. I said, hey, man, guess this song. Ha, ha. And he, he replies very quickly with No, No, No. And he, wow. goes, he goes, what are you doing with that? I was like, oh, me and Joe, a friend of mine, are going to. Just put it out for fun. He goes, "Hey man, if you need a singer, let me know." And I, I thought he was kidding. Yeah. And then that kind of turned into, I, I hit him up and I said, "Hey man, are you serious about this?" He goes, "Absolutely. I love, I love Kiss. Love non makeup Kiss." So, 
he knew the song. He guessed it right away. And he goes, I said, man, if you know a bass player, that's, that's, that's a kiss fan. You got to be a kiss fan to really embrace this stuff and, and, and do it somewhat justice. And, um, I'm a big fan of the Bruce Kulick, Eric Singer, Eric Carr era. So Joe is as well. And Jericho is. And I was like, man, get a bass player. So he, he hits his buddy up PJ Farley. Well, PJ Farley played in a band called trickster who I saw open for kiss in 92 or three, wow. whatever it was just, re- I mean, it was the craziest thing. It was the most random thing. So anyway, we all became kind of a thing and we were coming up, me and Joe were tossing around names. I'm like, how about quarantine with a K yeah. <laughs> for kiss, you know, yes. we'll, make the, we'll make the logo kind of look kissish, you know, and it became, Hey man, let's put it on YouTube. And Chris goes, no, 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 we're going to, we're going to push this thing. We're going to see what we can do with it. And lo and behold, no, no, no charted on number 25 on the billboard rock. Yes, charts, which yes. is the most random thing is ever I mean, that's crazy. That's it's that's why so great in the middle of a pandemic and we're recording our, our, our parts at home and sending them in and getting them mixed and a guy named Kyle Odell mixed it, who I think does some of the Fozzie stuff as well. And he does, we just were, if, you know, Chris approached it, we approached it like if Kiss was to release this song today, what would it sound like? So it's kind of got the industrial sound to it and, but it sounds like Kiss's parts, you know what I mean? So it's, mm-hmm. we're just, you know, we're flying the flag for that era that kind of flew under the radar and, Yes. Well, and that's the, that's the cool thing too. Like, I wonder, I wonder how many people out there think it's new music. You know what I mean? Like don't even know. So that's really cool too, because it is bringing that, that music back that um, some people never even heard or didn't know about. Yeah. Um, I think think hopefully it'll go back and let, let people go back in the catalog and go, wow, these guys were actually very underrated as musicians mm-hmm. uh, as, as, as far as players go in the, in the arrangements and things. And we played our first gig uh, on the Jericho cruise. It was called the rock and wrestling cruise, which I love both rock yes. and roll, wrestling. I like them both, you know? So I was on there and we record, we did our first show and it was great. It was fun. And I look up and Robert sweet and Michael sweet from Striper out there in the crowd and Steve Brown, who pl- also played with trickster. So all these guys I admire and respect and, are fans of, you know, I mean, I don't know about you, but as a drummer, I watched Robert Sweet as a child and those mm-hmm. drum sets and just his, his flash and the way he played was just over the top and it made me want to play, you know, yeah. outside of the kiss thing, you know, more yes. later in life, I really got attached to the striper stuff and I love those guys. And they were very kind and very nice and just good dudes. So I love that. It, it sounded like that would have been so much fun when you told me you were fun. heading out on the cruise. I was like, was that fun. sounds like a blast. Yeah, because you're a wrestling fan too. A lot of yes. people know this about you. Do they know that you actually like wrestling? Or I don't you know. know. Some people do, do know this because you know, know. Uh, random conversations will come yeah. up. Um, yeah. But you and I bonded over wrestling. That's one of the first things that we actually talked Which about. I remember random, that. Yeah. You were like, you like wrestling? And I was like, yeah, yeah. do you like wrestling? <laughs> yeah, you know, because, you know, I've been watching it since I was six. Yes, me too. Like my dad and I watched it to watch it together. And he still calls me from time. Hey, did you watch it on my, you know, that kind of thing. And I've become friends with a lot of the guys. So it's more personal now. And I like enjoy watching them succeed. And it's a lot like yes. music business, you know, it's a lot like the music business or sports. You know, you're here, you're here, you're here. And you've been here. And you've been here and you've been here, you know, so it's, it, it, it definitely ebbs and flows a lot like the music industry. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. There are so many similar similarities. Um, yeah. And I, I do like I sim- same with you. I used to watch wrestling uh, when yeah. I was a kid, 
with my dad. My dad was a big fan and um, we would watch, that was our thing to do. It was like, watch, yeah. watch wrestling and, yeah. and scary movies. That was the other part. Yeah, but. I, I like both. I like those too. It's, I call it my man soap. Yeah, wrestling is my man. Yeah, I get exactly right. It is. It's a. It's. It is like a soap opera in itself. Yeah, you know, the backstage, like, the yeah. the heckling, and the personalities that go yeah. with it, and the storylines, and they continue the stories until the story wraps up, and then they move on to another story. So it's you know, it's just yeah. The so and you have the bad guys. Yeah. yeah, that always it always fascinated me. Ric Flair, he was always like He's such. The best. A, Bad, yeah, he was so good. He was so good at being like a bad personality. Um, <laughs> he's still, he's still, man. That guy is just nobody could cut a promo like Rick, Rick Flair. I know, I know, I know. You can like, you can hire him to do promos. Yeah, man. It's like, I bet that guy makes a killing. What's it, cameo or whatever it is? I don't know if he's on yeah, camera. He I don't, I think it's some, I think it's a different platform, but or whatever it's called now, I don't know. Whatever what it is, it's great. I would want him to do whatever. I, you know what? He should do a Sarah Hagen backstage. Maybe I can. That would be I can have him promote incredible. So. Yeah, you could cross brand. You get some wrestlers on here. Yes. Yeah, see? yeah well, like we do know some wrestler um drummers. Um, who is a who is a wrestler drummer? Um oh, what is his name? That's gonna drive me really crazy. Um straight edge. Do I know him? Oh my gosh. Um, he just came back. He just came back and had this big comeback where he he came out and had the greatest the greatest uh reception everyone loved him and he's a drummer loves him still and he plays drums on the side i'll think of it uh, yeah if you think about this in the context of the, yeah. in the, in the, the i will I'm he retired he retired from wrestling um Edge. and then and then he That's just right. recently like came back anyway on a different platform not on yes. um not on wwe uh, CM Punk? Yes, yeah, CM Punk. Is he a drummer? Yes, he's a drummer. I had no idea. He is. Yes, I actually helped him um, pick out some symbols back in the day, a few years back. What? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I had no idea. Yep. No idea. I'm and I can't believe I couldn't recall his name off the top of my head, but I'm tired. Tired morning here. Uh, yes. <laughs> we discussed that a little bit before we, we did. Yeah, like, wow. We did lack of sleep. Yeah. Um, I was actually up. I went to my first show last night. My first Nate. show. You went back, Nate, didn't you? And I saw Nate Smith. That guy. And it was incredible, Kent. And I, I like just being at a, a show after so long. It was a year mm -hmm. and nine months, and that's way too long after being at multiple shows a week for. 20 years, you know, yeah, so, yeah, holy moly, but it was so amazing. And that band Kinfolk is incredible. And if you're a so, drummer, like, you know, to see a band like led by a drummer and drum centric is yeah. so rare and exciting for us. You know? That guy, nobody, I don't know if anybody grooves like that guy right now. That guy is just, he's a freak of nature. Right. Watching, watching him play, man. He just, he, I've never, uh, it's just so good. Yeah. You can just feel it. Right. Yep, I, saw, I think you put a video up or something. I was like, oh, that's Nate. Wow. That's yes, I did. I, I, I captured a little bit of the show, which was like one of my favorite things that he does, which is just move so fluidly between feel and time. And oh, he's, my gosh, he's ridiculous. Just it kills me. It gives me yeah. goosebumps every time. Yeah. I, I must have watched that clip like 75 times. Like, you know, it's one of those things. You either got it or you, you can't teach that. You just you either have yeah. that. You don't and there's so many beautiful players out there and he's one of them 
that I just really blow me away right now. And, you know, it's, you know, it's just, I could go down the rabbit hole and I go I know, to I know, I know, definitely. Yeah, I go down all these, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm like a kid, I'm like a five-year-old and I still go down the drum rabbit hole and even drum tuning and just silly videos that I, that I really, I just respect the player so much. I'll, I'll watch it and just see what they have yes. to say, you know, so. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where like, um, you never lose that. Like when you have that feeling, I still, we all remember are the feeling of like seeing the moments that really kind of shaped us or like pushed us forward in our musical journey, you yeah. know, whether it be you seeing kiss or experiencing that music, um, for the first time or seeing, you know, we, we back in the day, the MTV videos, absolutely. Um, and seeing like the performance part of it, I just remember, I remember seeing Sheila E oh. in her heels and her outfit, like in the Bringing smile it. on her face. And I yeah. was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's possible. You know, like yeah. Yeah. you can do that. You can, you can dress fancy and be a woman and play Absolutely. or. And, and wipe everybody off stage. You know, yes. she's, yeah. She's still incredible, man. I just, I love she her to is. death. I've never got to meet her, but I, I would love to meet Sheila one day. She is, I hold her on a very high pedestal. She's just, she's, she's paved the way for so many people. In she general, is male, incredible. female, whoever she is, she is. Yeah, you're right. Way. Male, female, like so many people have been influenced her by her and she's still, I love how she posts. Um, she posts and promotes other people all the time. All the time. All the time. And it's just like, man, you know, I feel like that is just the most incredible way to use your notoriety is to pull Absolutely. other people up with you, right? You pay it forward, you know, you pay it forward. For sure. You've been, you've been yeah. blessed to have a career and why not? It's not going to hurt anybody. You, you just give somebody a hand up, not a hand out. Yes. So, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. They, you don't, you don't give anybody a hand up, a hand up that doesn't deserve it, you know? If if you if you see something in somebody and you're like, hey man, this this guy or, or gal can do this, you you deserve a push, you know, go. Absolutely, yeah. and that's I think that's what this industry is about, and especially the drumming community. Like I talk about it all the time, but man, what a group of amazing human beings who just Very look true. out for each other and help and are there and supportive. And I know you experience that, and I don't know. Yeah um how much you want to talk about this but the when i first met you i want to go back in time a little bit when i first met you it was um tim mcgraw tour i yeah, think yeah. and you guys yes, were was. on the bill it was. and kind of just breaking yeah and Luke was getting ready that 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 roller coaster was yes time you know quite a bit you know so yeah it was heading up 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 yeah, and i yeah. i remember um you know so I was there to see Tim Tim McGraw and and Boone, wasn't it? When it Boone and Boone through. was there, yeah. yeah, playing with the band Perry. That's so funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm having like memory flashbacks yep. right now. Yep. I remember that day very well. Right. And I met you for the first time, and you were recovering. You had just recovered from an injury. Yeah. And you were back out on the tour, and you were telling yeah. me about how the the drummers in the community kept oh, your gig for you while you were recovering and like yeah. just played the gigs yeah kept that spot open for you and i just thought that was so beautiful yeah yeah it was it's it's it truly touches it still when i think about it i just 
I get a little emotional thinking about it because you know it was I won't get into the injury, but people who know know mm-hmm. it was a, it was a, uh, a just a very freak accident type thing, uh, and it happened in a blink of an eye, and things changed very quickly. We were getting ready to go out on tour with Rascal Flat. Uh, I think it was Rascal Flats tour, yeah. And mm-hmm. I uh, I missed that whole tour obviously, but uh, Rich Redman stepped in uh, for the very first show because, uh, we had toured with, uh, Aldine before and he kind of knew some of the songs and stuff. So it just made sense for, I mean, literally I got hurt when we were leaving that night to go do a show. So oh my gosh, so Rich stepped in very quickly. And then, uh, after that, Chris Tyrell, uh, who, uh, with Lady A and everyone stepped in as a, is a wonderful human being. And, you know, going through my mind, you know, I was, I was like, Oh no, you know, I'm going to lose my gig. You know, Wes, the first thing I thought about, I was hurt and I was like, I wasn't thinking about anything other than this is bad. Yeah. Not because I'm injured, but because I may not have a gig. Right. Which is, you know, in a lot of camps, maybe that that's the case, but not in this one, you know? And um, Luke, the artist I play for told me, he's like, man, you get better. Don't worry. Your, your job is to get better. You're going to, it's going to be okay. Trust I love me. that. Trust me. And even when he told me that, I was still in my mind. I was such in a depression slash just a, f- a fog of that this really just happened. Right. Uh, I still had to be told all the time over and over again that, that it's okay. And he said, you're not coming back till you're ready because I know you'll try to come back too early. Mm-hmm. And I uh, came back and, you know, when I was going to try to play drums again, I remember uh, Keo Stroud, who a lot of drummers know, went and I will forever be uh, grateful for him. He went out of his way and set up a drum set, his own personal drum set at uh, SR Studios for me. And I went and played and it was the first time I'd played in a long time. Wow. And uh, he went, he, he went above and beyond to, uh, to help me out. So Keo, if you watch this, I love you, buddy. I'll, I'm always thankful for that moment. And yeah, just the drumming industry, uh, you know, Kevin Murphy and all these guys. And even if I, I, I don't know them, they'll come up. Hey man, is that you that had the injury? Dude, tell me about it. What, are you okay? Blah, blah, blah. It's so, and Tim McGraw and Faith Hill sent me flowers and everybody Aww. was just so, so beautiful. And, and the boss, my boss, uh, Luke is in, in that whole camp mm-hmm. and management, management from Luke down just was very uh, loving and, and comforting and just, you, you can't, you can't, you can't. I mean, it's just unbelievable to know that, they had my back that whole time and I didn't have to worry about anything else other than just getting better. And absolutely. And I I eventually did. And then, yeah, I met you on that tour and I was still getting my sea legs back underneath me. Yeah. It took took a couple months to get the cardio back and because I played pretty aggressively on that gig and it took a while to get back to where I wanted to be. And, and mentally too, I was scared, you know, can I still do this? Can I, you know, will I be nervous in front of those people and all this and that? And it, it took a while. I, I got back on the bike. I didn't go as fast at first, but I, I, I sped up pretty quickly. It was, it was a process, a I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. But I, but I, you played fantastically on that tour. I just remember, like, you guys came out. I hadn't ever seen Luke Bryan, the band. I hadn't seen you guys play live ever. Um, and... I knew going into this concert, you know, the the crowd goes crazy for Tim McGraw. T- right. Tim comes out and the crowd goes wild. Yeah. He's Tim and McGraw. it's like, yeah. you, you know, just rabid fans. So I, I'm there and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to check out Luke Bryan. And he's new yeah. and Kent and I just met Kent and you guys came out and you played. And 
uh, there was, it was at the Xfinity Center in Mansfield, Massachusetts, and there's like yep. a catwalk area, you know, so you guys start playing and Luke walks down the catwalk and starts shaking his hips and the crowd goes insane. And I was like, okay, this is like yeah. the thing, like this is, they're going to be huge. Yeah. And I think it was. Uh, maybe three months later and you guys were like winning all the awards and it was, it was insane. It just, mm -hmm. it happened. So it seems like it happened so quickly, but then I flash back and I think of all the, the bars we played and all the clubs, sure. we played and all, the, all the terrible festivals and yeah. uh, all that stuff, you know, we've all done it and I do it again. You know, mm -hmm. I, I'm honored to do it. I, it's music. It's all music. It's all a stage. It's just where yeah. it's, you're still playing for the right reason. It comes from in here. So it's like, I do it again. But yeah. I, I, I honestly, I am just blown away at how big it got, and just I, I knew I knew he was going to do well mm -hmm. because he just has that thing. He's got he's just he's that guy. He's just got that gift. Yeah, yeah, and the band, and too, like you all are so tight and musician wise. You know, yeah. you're such just such a high level. And thank you. Thank you. We do play so. a lot together, and it, it's we take a lot of pride in that. You know, and it's it's. It, it, there's a lot to be said with playing in the same band with the same guys for a long time. You kind of know mm -hmm. each other's nuances and what they're going to do and, and, and what they're going to do here in this section. And you kind of, and then if you, you know, you just, I have everybody in my mix. So I kind of, I play off each other uh, a lot, you know, off the guitar player or the vocal a lot. So I just kind of, absolutely. You know, it kinda, yeah. It grows. You know? Yeah. I mean, it pretty soon you guys were like, you know, playing all the awards and all the late night shows and winning, Incredible. you know, Luke won entertainer of the year over and over yeah. again. And, yeah. you know, he's on the, the shows, primetime shows. And, so, right. and now he's on American Idol, I guess. Yeah. You know, yep, American he's still Idol. Doing that and, and it's been a blessing and it's, it's amazing. Kind of, it's reached out to a whole different fan base and it's just, he's, he's pop culture now, you know, it's, it's bigger than, yeah. than just playing the gig, you know, to, to being an artist, he's, he's, he's out there, you know, so it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It is ama it's amazing. I'm it just, is. I'm so happy for all of you. Cause I know you all worked really hard for it and you deserve Thank you. it. Thank you. Um, really love and that's, it. that's what we like to see, you know, and in the country music genre, you and I have talked a lot about this, but um, as far as like style wise and music wise, it's it's made a transition so much into like the world of rock music right and oh the the way this conversation started with us early on was talking about gear yeah. and you know selecting products and you we reference dave grohl often right so dave's big crash symbols and his effect yeah. symbols and all of that yeah. and um needing that sound for these big arena yeah. um shows because you're playing this you know, it's, it's country music, but it's yeah. in a style that, that is on the, the edge of rock. Yeah. The way I describe it, it's eighties arena rock with country lyrics, you know, it's, yeah. it's big, it's, bomb, it's, you know, it's big, it's bombastic. There's pyro, there's lasers, there's, there's yes. all that stuff. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, wow. It's, it's a ride. Like you go to the show. It's like, I've got rock buddies that come to the show and they're like, I'm not a real big country guy, but that show was awesome. So good. You know, and it's, it's, it, there's a lot to be said for that. I think mm -hmm. you, can be, you don't have to necessarily be a fan of the music, but you can enjoy the show. And, right, right. And, and it, it also like gives gives you an opportunity to play some of the style, like in a style that you enjoy too. Because I know oh, you're a fan of yeah. that of that style of music. And you know, when we've talked often about Tool and yeah. you know that kind of thing, and I feel like you approach 
the music in a really unique way from all of this that you've yeah. gathered over the years from the kind I, of music that you it's, like. It's it's like, you know, I was blessed in the early on, I played, you know, my mom and dad played top 40 country slash like, you know, Fleetwood Mac, mm-hmm. Barbara Mandrell, Earl, Th- Earl Thomas Connolly, Oak Ridge Boy, stuff like that. And then I had my cousin on the other side of the house that I grew up in, that I lived in, Led Zeppelin, Alice Cooper, Kiss, uh, more Black Sabbath, the harder stuff. So I grew up on both of it. And I have a love, I mean, if you go, I'm probably like yourself and many other players, musicians or what have you, I've got everything from Adele to Anthrax in my, in my, in yes. my playlist <laughs> or from Slipknot to Sade, you know, I've got, I've got everything. Mm-hmm. So I think if I can stress anything to, to players or, or younger guys, it's like, don't turn your nose up at any type of music because there's great in, in everything. Yes. You just have to, you know, because you never know when the phone rings and, you don't want to say no to a gig. It's like, hey, man, can you do a country top 40 gig tonight? Ah, I don't like that type of music. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, so you're going to pass up three, 400 bucks because you don't right. like the music or what have you. It's like there's 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 great in it all. You just got to look for it, you know, and, and open your ears and your mind. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think that's a perfect way to describe it. Um, and yeah. I also am similar. Like I, I remember um, being my my goodness, probably like high school. And I was very, very much into hard progressive rock music, drumming wise. Like I just loved, I love great drumming. So all that stuff, all the stuff with great drumming on it. And then, you know, you'd look through if you you CD, CD cases, because that's what we had back in the day. Oh, Um, yes. Put put all your CDs in the sleeves. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) So, but there was such an array, like from all that stuff to Jewel and Tori Amos and, exactly. you know, all, all of it, because it all, there's something in there it's that's beautiful. really, really great. And so yeah. much of that stuff and jazz and jazz music, you know, I yeah. didn't really discover jazz until high school. Um, one of my band director was uh, a great jazz player and I was in the jazz band. And so I started listening to all this jazz music and discovering all of the amazing, especially on the drums, all the amazing jazz drummers that were out there and how that influenced all the other stuff I loved. So it's incredible. I, you know, and I, you know, I will be the first to tell folks I'm not a jazz player and I don't pretend to be. That's the one phone call. I I don't (laughs) like, you're going to want to go somewhere else because (laughs) I am not, I don't have those chops. I don't have that that gift of, of playing that style of music. Of course, I never grew up playing it. Right, Do I respect right. and love it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. To the point where I'm like overwhelmed. It's so great. Stanton Moore and Hamilton and all these guys, uh, all these guys just blew my mind. And yeah, uh, you know, you know, he took the jazz stuff and kind of incorporated it into was Chamberlain. You know, Jimmy Chamberlain. Yes, is, is a great play. You know, and so yeah. you can you both you can you, like you said you can be influenced by this and this, and you can mold those two things together and. Right. Become your own thing. Like nobody plays like Jimmy Chamberlain. You know it's him. Absolutely. Because I think his jazz chops definitely come out in the way he plays. Mm -hmm. Pumpkins gig or whatever gig he's doing. It's just so, yeah, I just, I never, I just, I, 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 that's one of those genres I turned my nose up to for a Mm -hmm. long time until I really got it and understood what was going on. I went and saw Chick Corea and Tom Breckline was playing and I was just, whoa. Like mm. this is incredible. Yes. Like it's next level greatness. And I just, I just, I never could play like that. I, I'm so frustrated because my, you know, I would, I would try and I would try to fake it, but it, it would come if any 
true jazz player would look at me and go, nah, you need to stick to boom whack because <laughs> two and four, because that's, that, that ain't happening for you. You know what I mean? But so, you know, like but, I, you say that, but like, it's, it's um just enjoying it. I think is important Absolutely. or appreciating it. Um, oh, I love it. Yeah. And there are definitely genres of music that I'm not super excited to sit down and listen to, you know, yeah. but, um, but that being said, I think there, like you said, there's always something, oh, I there's always something in there. Love listening to jazz. I love, I love playing, but I just can't play it. I'm just yeah. not, not good enough. I guess you would say, I'm not, you know, I can admit that I'm just not good enough to play it. It's like, that's a different bar that I'm just not, not hip to. That is just a, I think it's a whole other world. It's a whole different ways. way of thinking, man. It's yeah. the, the greatness that comes with that style of playing is just in a jazz guitarist blow me away. It's, it's absolutely a stone that I, I, I won't try to turn over because I know I won't do it justice. I guess that's more that I'm a perfectionist and I, I try to be the best I can be. And I know that's one thing that I'm just, that's not my thing. Mm. I, I love it. Love watching it, love listening to it, but I am just terrible at it. <laughs> I can play like Western swing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, but when it comes to jazz and the, and that's, you know, the, it's just, I try, but I fail miserably. Well, you know what so, you, you, I, you can't be perfect at everything. Kent. You're really, really well, great at what you do. So well, I'll stay in my lane. I know, I know what lane to stay in. And yeah, well, you're, I mean, and you have a great lane. Um, but Thank I, you. you know, the, the other thing too, that I really think is amazing is no matter how old you get or where you go in your career or where you're at, there's always something new to discover. And I think that that process of discovering new music or like wrapping your head around new musical concepts is amazing. Like Absolutely. that fascinates me. And I think of like what I have in the back of my head while I'm saying this is like Chris Dave, uh, Zach Danziger, Mark Juliana, like the, just the style and of, of playing that's just so different and unique and um, uh, new. And it, it just reminds me when I hear stuff like that, that like there's always something else new. There's always something to discover. There's always, always. some technique being invented or style. And I love that. Always. I love it too. It's, it's just, it's, it's one of those things you never quit learning. It's, mm -hmm. it's one of those crafts that you are never, I mean, you have the greatest players in the world still striving to be better. Yes. And I think that comes with just discovering new players. And there's a 12 year old right now that, that will absolutely blow our minds somewhere, you know, and just mm -hmm. be something we've never seen before. And I think that's, what's beautiful about this, whether it's guitar, piano, uh, upright bass, whatever that may be, there's somebody that's doing something that you haven't seen before. And I think that just kind of keeps, the wheel turning and kind of uh, kind of gives everyone something to strive for or, mm -hmm. or keep being better because you know i've always said you know the the moment i stop loving this and stop having a passion for it or wanting to be better or be the best i can be then i'm gonna hang it up which mm -hmm. that's never going to happen i love what i do so much and as we all do it's just mm -hmm. it's, in, it's it's like a curse it's in <laughs> it's there it's always going to be there and you have to feed that beast. You have to feed that animal, whether it's mm -hmm. coming up here for 20, 20 minutes a day and playing or, or whether it's listening to music or whether it's picking up a guitar. And I'm not a great guitar player, but I really enjoy sitting down and playing because it's, it's feeding that beast. You know, it's feeding that that inner 
animal that's always yeah. there. It's always there. It's always always talking to you, you know. So and I and I love it. Absolutely. I think um when you're a creative person getting it out, like getting your creativity out in the form of music or writing or painting or whatever it yeah. is, I think it's just it's so necessary to um you to you as a person, right? Like Absolutely. it's so fulfilling and I think even like you said going up and playing for 20 minutes a day it fills a need and lets you feel Absolutely. human. <laughs> like, Absolutely. I mean, that, that, you know, like, it's, you know, especially during the pandemics, like it's gone, it's not there. So yeah, I have, yeah. I have things here that I can still do and, and try to mm -hmm. keep my chops up and be, you know, because not playing a live show, there's a lot of difference between coming up here and doing studio work than going out and playing two yeah, hours yeah. full steam, you know? So it, again, that's, it, it paid off coming up here and playing a little bit and keeping my chops up and keeping, I would do simple things to just turn on a, on a metronome and, and play just two and four for yeah. 10 minutes, just trying to work on that, you know, always keep striving for that groove and that just that, that feel and that thing that we, that we do. Absolutely. And, and were you nervous to get back out on the road to get, to get out on this tour or were yeah. you, just ready to go. <laughs> I was both. I, yeah. I was more nervous at the fact that you were on eggshells the whole time because you mm -hmm. were worried about, okay, well, we, yeah, even after we were out two weeks or so on the tour, I was like, is this really happening? Can we right, really, right. can we still pull this off? Because there's a lot of tours that are pulling out and, and aren't wanting to go out and risk it. And we, by golly, we got through it. We, we, we started in uh, July, ended in October mid-october and we we did it we did it we Amazing. played it was crazy we we kept our you know we just everybody stayed as healthy as possible and uh we got it done we got it done man it was crazy, it was crazy. yeah i i was so happy that for every day that you stay out you know it's like a relief i think and i was watching all the tours happening and i, I was yeah. watching all the rescheduling cancellations and people getting yeah the virus and having to postpone and, and those things. And yeah. I saw you guys just, you, you were going and going and I was like, all right yeah. guys, just keep, just keep going. Yeah. That, that's um, the way it was. I was more scared at that, you know, and, yeah, and, and just not knowing, but again, we got through it and we, before you knew it, the tour was over. Mm -hmm. It's like we, so basically I think the dates we did this year were from 2019, you know, the ones wow. we were supposed to do in 2019 wow. uh, for the most part, you know, from okay. what I understand. So it was stuff that that was rescheduled months and months, you know, years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, so we we did it. You know, we got through it, and you know, I, here we are. You know, and I, all I can say is thank 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 the Lord we got through this thing without with everybody staying healthy. You know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. yes. And are you what are what's on the horizon for you? Do you um do you all have plans or dates or things coming up? We have some one-off stuff coming up. We have a festival coming up, and um, he's got a, a residency starting in February at uh, Resorts World uh, in Vegas next year. So, oh, uh, start wow. start. Uh, we, yeah, we 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 do that in February. So, All right. So yeah, well, that's my exciting. birthday's in February. I might have to celebrate you, in Vegas. You, you and Matt should come out. Yeah. Um, it's it's um yeah it's gonna be cool. I'm I don't know what to expect. You know, as far as the Vegas show, I don't know what we're going to do. And, you know, I'm sure we'll just do our thing and Luke will do his thing and we'll hopefully put some smiles on faces, you know, and, and just yeah. have fun. We have fun. So 
I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm, I'm just trying to imagine it'll be a production. I'm sure that I'm, that's. I'm assuming so. Yes. Yeah, I'm assuming so. I don't like I said. I don't know what to expect. Until Costume changes and I don't, know. I don't know feathers and maybe I'll, maybe I'll wear boas or something. Yes. Uh, like <laughs> you never know what to expect. It is Vegas, you know. So right. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Maybe some special guest, a pop a carrot top might get up and sing with it. Who knows? I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, wrestling on the side, you have a ring set up, man. I'll tell you what, I, I'll just, I'm too, I, I, I've seen what those guys do. It, it's too, it would hurt me too much. So I'll, I might yeah. do it. Well, no, you'd be playing. There. They could run the, the, the Oh, I play. Okay. Thank goodness. Cause yeah. I don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they, they'd crush me, but um, yeah, that's fun. So, and, and I assumed at some point next year, there'll be dates tour dates and stuff. But we're, like I said, we got some one-off stuff. He's got a festival, the crash my playa thing in January, which oh, is, okay. is, is, hasn't happened the last couple of years because the pandemic. So I think we're going to do that this year in January. So great in Mexico, that'll be great and, uh, to get to Mexico yeah, in the winter it's time. Fun. It's a good way to start the year. You know, you yes, know, it's a very loosey goosey show. We go and have fun and uh, just, just kind of dust everything off, you know, and, and, and play again. So it's, it's fun. Be Absolutely. Yeah. So, but then, you know, other than that, just doing, I'm doing some gigs around town with some friends and like I said, I like staying busy. So I'm always putting the feelers out uh, and, and just trying to idle mind. Uh, what do they say? Idle hands are the devil's playground. Is that what they say? Right. I like staying busy just for my own, you know, just my yeah. men, men, mental health. I like, I like working. So, but at the same time, I like juggling home life and, and, and being able to do both, which is beautiful in the country music industry because you get to come home. You get that to is it. that is pretty amazing. And I have to yeah. say, I don't know um, if everyone listening knows about that. Like the yeah. schedule wise, it's so conducive to family life because you would you would go out. What is it like Monday through Thursday? Well, we go out our, our normal schedules. We leave Wednesday, Wednesday and come back, and come back Sunday. Oh, okay. Typical, typical. Our longest run this year for us was uh, about 12 days, 11 or 12 mm -hmm. days, which in the scheme of touring, I talked to a lot of my rock buddies and they're like, yeah, man, I've been out for two months Yeah. and uh, they don't, we don't go home. So we're very blessed in the fact that we can have a family life and a touring life and, and you can do both. Yeah. Because, you know, I miss my kids. I couldn't do, I, I don't think at this point in my life I could stay out that long and, I, I would miss my kids too much and, and things right. like that. So I'm very, very lucky and fortunate to be able to do that and provide for my family and see my family at the same time and Absolutely. reap the benefits of, 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 you know, the country music industry where you don't have to stay out six it's weeks amazing. or eight weeks or yeah. So yeah, very lucky. I, I think that's incredible. And, you yeah. know, just the, the, um, it seems like, this genre of music is so conducive to that. And especially like on the road and you see people, their kids are welcome and they're there yeah. and they're, you know, they're, yeah. they're and it's just good people. Like I, yeah. I spoke with um, Steve Missamore uh, um, weeks back and, you know, we talked about how Dirks came and the band oh. came to his house after the tornado hit and, yeah. and helped him with everything clean up yeah. and all that stuff. And I, I'm just thinking about how the recent news story, I think it was maybe even this past week, how Luke helped change someone's tire yeah. on the side of the road. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's amazing. I, I, that You guys saw that when I did. I didn't know anything about it. And I saw it. I'm like, what? But that totally sounds like something he would do. He's just, yeah. 
what you see is what you get with him. He's he is truly a, a great guy. I get asked that all the time. How is he? But he's one of the best humans. I've been here going on 14. I'm, I'm on my 14th year, and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't that way, you know. And he's he's treated me like like family, you know. And I'm Absolutely. very very I'm very indebted to to him and the management and everything for for having me around this long. I'm very very lucky and fortunate. I know yeah. I keep saying that, but but I am. I mean, I went up. The end of the day, I get to provide for my family playing drums, mm. playing music, playing music, and uh, that's crazy. That's unheard of. So, you know, I, I keep it, I keep it real on my phone. I've got a picture of me when I was two or three years old, and it's, I'm sitting there and I'm holding a pair of drumsticks, and I look at that sometimes, and I go, I look in the mirror and go, "That's the same kid that that you know." I mean, I I don't know, you know, I, I sometimes you know you you get caught up in it and you go man, this is, you know, the catering as well, oh, man. Uh, or, but which, uh, you know, it's like at the end of the, I'm griping about the catering. It's like, I get to play drums and make people happy and make people stomp their feet and bob their heads. And mm-hmm. that's, that's, it's, it all goes away, man. When you're up on stage and you're, you're looking out there and you're, you're doing what you love to do. It, it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it's just, it all goes away. All the, all yeah, the, the all little the things don't matter, right? Absolutely not. It does not matter. You put it aside for an hour and a half, two hours, whatever we play, and you give it all you got because those people paid hard-earned money to come see you. You know, absolutely. I yeah. Just put a smile. If I can make a kid pick up a pair of drumsticks, job job done. You know, and he sees me having fun up there, and because I was that kid, I was that kid. Yeah, you know, so it was. It can happen. Was there a moment too? We didn't really touch upon your start, um, mm-hmm. but but you were young, yeah. right? When you were when you started getting into or falling in love with with yeah. drumming. But was there a moment where you saw someone playing where you were like, "Yeah, that's what I want to do." Yeah, my uh, my mom and dad had a drummer a guy named Dugan. Uh, and I, again, I was a toddler, but I remember watching him play. And she had a friend. They had another drummer buddy, and he had a pair of blue. He had a set of blue Vista lights and I just, and it was the, it was the big, all the toms and everything. Mm-hmm. I just remember seeing that and going, wow. And then I saw the beach boys on TV and they had the two drummers. Yeah. And I was like, and they were playing, I forget where it was the orange. It was, it was a huge stadium and there were tons of people. And I remember going, that's really cool. I want to do that. And then I saw kiss mm-hmm. on TV, on TV and it was done. I can't remember what it was, what I saw them on. And then it was over. It was after that, it just the the bombastic of it, the bombasticness of it, and the just over the top and the the visual of seeing Peter Chris play, it 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 it, it was done. Yeah. It was over. So that makes then, so know, much sense. Yeah, and just growing up around it, uh, my dad and my mom and my grandfather played. My aunt always, my aunt, aunt and uncle always sang and in, in church, and I would go to church and sing and things like that. So I was always around it, you know. And it's almost like it chose me. I didn't choose it, you know. It's like this is what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just the way it is. So I've always had that little, little guy on my shoulder saying, let's, let's, let's do this. You know, let's, yeah. So I, you know, yeah. And then I played in the band with my dad at a high school. And then I played in several local bands uh, there in Kentucky and then got a phone call to come to Nashville and audition for a guy and a guy named Anthony Smith. And I got the gig. So I think I'm on 20 years now touring. Wow. I played with Anthony, then I played with Pam Tillis, who I love to death. She's a legend. 
uh, for about five years. And then I've been with Luke 14 now. So yeah, that's, that's crazy. It's crazy when I look back on it and look at the years I've been doing this now. And I just turned 45 and I, I was just, you know, what, 25? We're 20. Yeah. Uh, 20. What was that? 20. What, what's my math? Right. <laughs> what's my, yeah. 25, you know, 25. So, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yep. So it's been a, a beautiful ride. I can't, I cannot complain one, one ounce. I love it. that Kent. And I, I think what you said about um, it shows you is yeah. like, it's just something, I think that's what it takes. And, and maybe it's with all musicians, but with drummers for sure, that's what it takes. It's something that's inside of you, yeah. like a, a, a need. Um, I do remember um, a conversation, a business conversation years back where there was a firm that was trying to figure out what makes a drummer, you know, and it, we we're sitting around a table and it was like, what, uh, why, why do people drum? Is it for the girls? Is it for the, you know, whatever. And yeah. my answer was um, because we have to like, it's it. just, you just have to. And I don't think anyone, I mean, yeah, it looks cool. The drums are cool. Yeah. They're yeah. super cool. They sound cool, yeah. but it's not, it's not easy. Right. It's not easy. And it's um, one of those things where it takes a lot of time and yep. you have to put a lot into it, I think. And so it chooses you. I, I am, believe that. I, I agree a hundred percent. And I'm always, you know, as a drummer, you know, you're always striving to be better. You know, like I said earlier, it's like when I stop caring as much as I do, then mm -hmm. I'm gonna hang it up because that just means I'm not into it and my heart's not in the right place. And like, mm -hmm. I don't ever foresee that happening. You know, I don't ever foresee that happening. It's always there. I always have rhythm in my head. Mm -hmm. it's, it's always talking to me, you know, like mm -hmm. Dave, Grohl's, Dave Grohl's new book. He touches on that and talks about it. It's listening to his, but I, I got the audio version. And I was on the plane. We were flying out west, and I just, I, I just kind of just went into a trance, listened to it. And it, so many things he said, I mean, just totally mirrored my thought process. Yeah, when I was younger, and it's so wild. Have you heard or read it? Read any of it? I haven't. I'm flying next week, and yeah. that's my, that's my, my book. But yeah. I, I was thinking about the audio version. Is he reading it? It's him. Okay, yep. I'm gonna do that yeah. then. It's great. It's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's great because I definitely awesome. have more time to like listen and yeah. while I'm doing <laughs> other things. Exactly. Um, exactly. But I have heard that in the little parts that I've heard. Yeah. It's, uh, it reminds me because anytime Dave does anything, any, anytime he puts out a statement or a story or interview or anything, every single time, I think he's so relatable. Absolutely. Right. Like he says Absolutely. what's what we are all thinking or how we yeah. all feel. And he's yep. just so like, you know, normal, quote unquote, for yeah. for us musicians to he feel. Is. He's that. approachable. He's approachable. And right. He just he gets it. I mean, mm. he, he he totally, you know, there's a you know, he, he gets coined the term the nicest guy in rock. Well, there's a reason for that mm. because, because he's he, he generally comes across and he's one of my my favorite not only drummers, but musicians, just the stuff, the riffs that he comes up with and the, the writing that he has done with the Foo Fighters and, and, and beyond the queen, you know, the queen stuff, the Queens of the stone age stuff he played on. And it's just the guys, he's the modern day Paul McCartney. Yeah. A different vibe from Paul, but it's just, but like status wise, oh, representation yeah, I mean, wise, I, I know oh what God. you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, 
he's everywhere and he mm -hmm. does everything and he, you can tell he loves what he does and he puts a lot of he's very passionate and very yes you know and, and about what he does very authentic i think yeah. Yep. yeah i agree so i think that's why again the book hit really close to home and and like i said some of the stuff i was like oh my gosh that's exactly what i thought and what i think you know so it's mm -hmm. it's i think everybody should check it out even if you're not a Dave Grohl, Foo Fighters, whatever. The, the book is fantastic. The book is yeah, fantastic. absolutely. Um, yeah. After next week, I'll give you a call and we can talk Please about do. it. Please do. Please okay. do. Let me know what you think. I'm about halfway through it. So I'm Perfect. Waiting next, I'm waiting for the next plane ride to pick it up because obviously I'm not going to listen to it here because I can't. Right. I got a four-year-old and a nine-year-old wanting dad's attention. So I know. I know yeah. how tough that is. Yes, yeah. to you know, find time to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah. on the flights, perfect. Beautiful. Yeah, That's you can great. just attach and... Yeah, just go into your own little world and it's good. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to get the audio if it wasn't him reading it because I think that kind of. That's why I asked. Exactly yeah. why. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It says narrated by Dave Grohl. So I got it and it's great. I love it. All right. I'm going to put a link to that. And I will also link to the quarantine music. And um, yeah. I will make sure that people know where to follow you so that they Please can um, hit yeah. you up for some tracks if they need some yeah. drum tracks. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm here, uh, you know, and I love doing it more than anything. Absolutely. So I'm not going to get rich playing, doing studio work. So I, I just love doing it for the love. Yeah, of it's fun. People happy. And, and yeah, so I'm, I'm here. I'm here. So perfect. Awesome, Ken. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. on today. I really appreciate it. It was great to just see you and catch up with you. Likewise, and, uh, you you are a gem. You're one of the best people in the, in the industry. Always Aww. have been. Thank Keep you so you much. Absolutely. And Absolutely. we will see each other soon. All right. I'll be around. Okay. Take care. Right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in today. Join us each Tuesday for new episodes of Sarah Hagen Backstage.